Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good morning, Mark. Morning, guys. Man, I tell you, we can't wait to see you in person next week. It's been a tradition now for, I guess, the last six, seven years. And you're so kind to give of your time and not charge anything. Jeff, you know, he comes in and yeah. everybody loves you here in Arkansas. You've been doing you know, this with us for so long that uh, you're like one of us. And I uh, just can't wait to see you next week at the Brewers Ward. Big time looking forward to it, guys. It's always a pleasure to come back in Little Rock. Yeah, you've got, you know, you've got some, you know, four of the five will be playing. Obviously, the offensive coordinator for Oregon, Jeff, tonight. Tonight. Will be playing right, against yeah. Washington. And so all these guys, I think, have a sh- chance to win this thing. I think the, 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 the big narrative is the offensive coordinator at Michigan. Michigan, yeah, Sharon Moore. And they're against uh, Iowa, which Phil Parker, the defensive coordinator. So, I, yeah. I tell you, Mark, you know, I think a lot of folks, the people in Iowa have been so mad at the Bulls yeah. Award because, you know, he's basically been single-handedly keeping them in games for years now because they've had no offense and that this is the first time the Little Rock wouldn't it be great if somehow they could play a great game against Michigan, Michigan and yeah. have a shot at winning yeah, I think they're really going to have to step it up on both sides of the ball the defense has been spectacular all season long except for that one lone loss to Penn State where they got shut out 31 to nothing but besides that looking at Michigan Michigan has just been such a dominant team the entire season long winner without Jim Harbaugh and think about this. We just we, we haven't really talked much about Georgia this year. Mike Bobo, the offensive coordinator, he's been here before, before as a finalist. Yeah. Um, they may turn around and win a third straight national championship. I mean, it's crazy what they're doing. And, and, and on the offense, seven new starters from what they had yeah. last year. Of course, they're all NFL talent, wow. you know, Mark. But pretty darn remarkable what Kirby Smart has built at Georgia. Yeah, and the way that he's recruited, not only recruited, the way that he's developed his players, and he really hasn't gone through the transfer reporter like a, like a lot of other programs. He wants to do it the old-fashioned way, just recruit guys and develop them and keep them there on campus. And that's what he's basically been able to do for most of his program, and that's why I think they've been so successful because those are one of the reasons. And I think when you look at what Kirby's been able to do, the lessons that he learned with Nick Saban, because you look at that program, and that's almost a mirror identical program to what Alabama's done over the years. Yeah, LSU is the only coach, the only finalist at Denbrock. That's, Not playing yeah, this weekend. Yeah, of course, you know, what, what – you think, Jay, Daniels, is, I'm, I'm, I would imagine you're a, are you a Heisman voter, Mark? Yep. Yeah, I would imagine that he's got a good shot. I know it's going to be probably close between he and Bo Nix. Bo Nix, yeah. What, what, are you th- what are your thoughts on the Heisman? Well, the way that he's been able to run the ball has been super impressive to me because he was out here at Arizona State for a while before he transferred to LSU. And he's got over 1,000 yards rushing. A lot of people don't mention that. been 10 touchdowns on the ground besides his numbers passing. That's just been so impressive to me to run the ball like he's been able to run the ball in the SEC. And the way that he's been able to keep his team in games. Without him, they would have a chance to win the games they won this season. So he's definitely an MVP team and definitely a Heisman Trophy finalist. I don't know what his 40 time is, but he basically makes everybody look slow. I mean, when he starts running, he is going to pick up five yards. It's it's the darndest thing I've ever seen. I mean, And then he usually gets more than five. I mean, he's just unstoppable. When he when he starts scrambling. So um, anyway, looking forward to having you next week. By the way, uh, Roger, we need to, uh, Don Dugan, who is from Dugan's Pub, who's been a longtime sponsor yeah. of Mark, along with Edwards Food Giant. Yeah. He wants to he wants to meet Mark, get a picture with him. I said we can we can make that happen. That happen for uh, no money. So a lot so a lot has happened, Mark, since we talked to you. We got uh, embarrassed against Missouri. I mean, literally embarrassed. They could have scored 70 on us. It was basically 41 to nothing with about three minutes into the second half after two consecutive turnovers. And so everybody's angry. The season's over with. And then this week, the hiring of Bobby Petrino, and you should see it, Mark. The fan base now has completely reversed. They they have hope. And, um, you know, it's a bizarre situation and circumstances. Bobby Petrino comes back to Arkansas, this time as O.C. Well, 
what he's been able to do, no matter where he's been coaching, as an offensive coordinator and a head coach, you know his offenses are going to be special and they're going to be like a top ten offense, a top ten scoring offense. And when he was in Arkansas as a head coach, took the team to the Sugar Bowl, the way that they were able to play that season was a, was a doggone, doggone pretty good season that what he's been able to accomplish. And you know what, Bobby Petrino, you're going to get a sound offense. You're going to he's going to figure out a way to dissect the defense and put points on the board and to move the ball. On the other thing, they've got to find a quarterback. Yeah. J.J. Jefferson's in a transfer portal. Either bring him back or find a way to bring him back or find a quarterback. Yeah, the crazy thing, and then Joe and Jeff, I don't know if you saw it. Mark, I don't, you may have seen it too. Uh, Matt Rule, the head coach at Nebraska, came out was one of the first coaches. I think Lane, I think Lane Kiffin's probably been the most outspoken about specifics about the transfer portal, but but Matt Rule came out and just said, hey, I'm going to tell you, the bottom line, to get a good quarterback, you're paying from one, one and a half to two million dollars in the transfer portal to get a good quarterback, and you played at the, in the league at the highest level. That's a professional league. We have, we have a professional football league if we're paying quarterbacks to, I mean, that's almost half of what the darn NFL players are making right now at quarterback. Oh, making more. Look at Brock Purdy. That's more than Brock Purdy makes in the San Francisco 49ers. How about that? Good point. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got a team that can probably go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know, the way that they're paying these kids and, and the donors that are donating this money, those are the programs that are going to be successful. And I don't blame that rule. He wants to go back and do it the old-fashioned way. God bless him. Good luck to him. But it's got to be really competitive to try to get a good quarterback to come to your program and say, unless you're going to pay him. The transfer portal is going to be there. You're going to have an opportunity there. You're going to have to recruit kids out of high school. Kids are looking to get paid, and they deserve to get paid. And this time, we're look at these programs. And you can pay a Jimbo Fisher seventy-five, yep. seventy-six million dollars not to coach. You can pay a quarterback a million or a million or two. That's a good play. point. Yeah, that's why the countries hate us. You can you can you can get mad about it and not like it, but you can't argue it. I do think I do think you can make the argument about just like professional leagues, they have a salary cap because they know if they don't, it, the, the thing will be out of control. So I think there's got to be some kind of measures set up at some point in some way, some structure, because you can't keep escalating this thing is you know because it's just going to get out of hand that will come when they share the revenue though they're eventually going to share the tv revenue with the i don't know i don't know I, I think it's a matter of time i think the only way that happens josh is it legally if there's some kind right. of legal issue to where they can sue and show a labor you know a labor type argument where you know but boy what a mess not like the old days mark where we got 25 bucks for laundry and uh you know sunday night meal because the, <laughs> the dorm was closed long way from that those fifty-dollar handshakes, those have gone away, man. Those are the good old days, Dad. The uh, other thing is, yes. I think that once they get rid of the NCAA and get a commissioner yeah, yeah. or a board of governors to put guardrails up and to put rules up with the yeah. situation, saying, "Okay, quarterbacks can make X amount, linemen can make X amount, running backs make X amount," this is where you can go in between these parameters. Until something's done about this, it's going to be off the charts. It's going to be who has the deepest pockets, who has the biggest donors, who's got the most cash to spend. Mark, Listen, Mark, do you think? Excuse me, Rob. Oh, go ahead. Uh, do you think that? At saying that they get a commissioner. Now, do you think there will be some kind of union by the players to where they collectively bargain kind of what we see in pro sports? I think we're going down that road, and I, I think the reason why it, that should happen is to protect the players. Yeah. It's not just the players that have the big names to get all the cash. It's the players that don't get it. Right. So you want to make sure that those players are protected and those players that are backup players, those players that aren't those big-name players, you've got to protect all the players, and it's got to be fair across the board. So I think that's going to be coming down the road. They're going to, they're going to have to unionize. You know, look, looking at the uh, NFL real quick before we let you go, Mark, you're uh, really amazing. The, the, the story of Jalen Hurts and what he's been able to do in college, as crazy as his career was there, he's come in and become a Super Bowl-level quarterback leading this team, the Eagles. I mean, it's, it's almost like a movie what he's been able to do. He's been, you know, I think people have underestimated him, counted him out, 
and yet he just keeps coming back and, and, and playing great. Maybe what drives him. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. He's a true pro from, from, from the top to the bottom. The kid's a true pro, and he's a great leader, and, and I'd love to block for that kid anytime if I was still playing. And he went to a tough city. Philadelphia is not an easy place to play, guys, mm. as far as national football teams go. And he's won that city over. They absolutely love him in that city. And that, that team has really galvanized and rallied around him. And the thing is, what I'm really impressed with that organization is they stepped up and paid him. He didn't have to sit out. He didn't have to cry. He didn't have to whine. It's like the ownership said, look, this is what he's been able to do for us. He's, he's, he's exceeded our expectations, and we're going to take care of him. And they have. And he's just a true professional. And I love seeing him at the podium because he just takes over the room. Mark, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, the last couple of Thursdays, marquee team, uh, has been playing. Obviously, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm sure the food was fantastic. Uh, uh, text line that wants to know what you think uh, if Dak Prescott is NFL MVP uh, material this season, at least thus far. I think he's in the conversation. And I think once they start beating some of the better teams, they finally defeated a team with a winning record last night, the Seahawks. Once they start beating the better teams, if they can find a way to beat Philadelphia... If Mike McCarthy controls the clock and use better clock management, what an idiot play that was last night! I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, but I I totally agree with you, and I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. But if those things happen and Dak can start beating the good teams, he's definitely in the conversation. Uh, Mark, oh, look forward to having you next week. Thanks for the good stuff. Yeah. Can't wait to get you back in Little Rock. Do you want to thank Dugan's Pub and Edwards Food Giant for always sponsoring Mark? Have a great weekend. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on Monday, buddy.